This is the Panthers Blitz Podcast with WRALsportsfan.com's John Stout. You'll hear the latest happenings with Carolina Panthers football, the previews, the game recaps, stats, stories, and special guests. Don't forget that you can listen or download this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Now, here's the host of Panthers Blitz, John Stout. Well, I'm not really sure what to expect anymore in the NFL. Sunday, yesterday, some really weird outcomes, especially Panthers-Patriots game. I gave the Panthers no chance to win, but the Panthers went back and forth with the defending Super Bowl champions in Foxborough, where they have split the two regular season games there previously. Cam Newton led the team down the field with only seconds remaining, giving Graham Gano a chance to win. And this is what happened. Pilardi looking back at Gano. Jansen to snap it. Snap. Spot. Kick is on the way. End over end. And it is good. There we go. <laughs> the Panthers have come to New England and beaten the defending Super Bowl champion, and, New England Patriots, in a wild one, 33-30. And, and we said quickly, if you keep this game close, Graham Gano at the end with a field goal to win the game. Way to go. Graham Gano has been my MVP so far this season. I know that Brendan had some issues going in, maybe on the Harrison Butker train, but I think this might end that uh, discussion forever. I sent that post out on Twitter last night. I'm not sure how that's going to go over. I had one guy um, say, well, I still might want Harrison Butker. Uh, you're listening to the, to the uh, Panthers Blitz podcast. I'm John Stout. I got Brendan Witted with me, as always, not next to me today. He's actually in Savannah, Georgia. Had a little bit of fun down there this weekend and missed the bus coming up back here to Raleigh. Brendan, thanks for uh, for making time this morning. I uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, missed, missed the bus because um, I'm a child. And uh, <laughs> Hey, it happens to the best of us, buddy. It definitely, definitely does. But um, I can't believe what I saw. Like, the game was just I, – I I was looking at it. We were texting back and forth during the game, and I just – I couldn't believe this offense looked completely different, looked like a completely different um, different animal than the one we had seen previously. Um, and I, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I thought that – I thought the, the Panthers would lose, but I thought that the, the offense would be better. I didn't expect – um, for them to come out and score 33 points on the Patriots, even even given what we knew about the Patriots' defense and some of their defensive woes, it was just it was a shocking display. 444 total yards yesterday, uh, by far the most this season for the Carolina Panthers. Like you said, the uh, Patriots' defense not so good this year. They were ranked dead last heading into that game, but it's the Patriots, even though. The stats may not have been there. You always fear them, especially being the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, the Panthers now lead the all-time regular season 4-2, to two, um, all-time 4-3, because this is going to hurt you, the loss in the Super Bowl back in 2003. But, yep. yeah, yeah, you and I were texting back and forth. It, it's like, what? I think I texted you, what is happening? <laughs> it, it was, and I, I need to say this, and... I was completely wrong. I talked a lot of smack about Cam Newton last week, especially to you. I know you love Cam. Um, I do. He, I love Cam. Over 300 yards, four total touchdowns, three through the air, one running a seven-yard uh, little scamper into the end zone. He looked like vintage Cam circa 2015 
And uh, I apologize to Mr. Newton because I totally missed. I, you know, you mentioned his, his numbers. I think the most impressive one to me was the 22 of 29. You know, I mean, he had looked so inaccurate and it just looked like, I mean, he was missing the throws that he was missing. You know, yeah, he's had he's had his, you know, whatever with, with accuracy. is He's not the most accurate quarterback in the league, but the throws he was missing were throws we don't normally see him miss. And they were they were simpler throws, and it just wasn't clicking for him. He had the injury, obviously, missed most of the, the preseason. And so, you know, it, it, it just looked really, really bad. And to me, I didn't think it was rust. To me, it looked like he was still having some injury concerns. And he looked – amazing and and he was spreading the ball all over the all over the field um and i just i don't know where this guy's been i don't know if it's just as simple as he's just healthier than he's been he he, he ramped up his practice schedule because keep in mind he hasn't been he hadn't really been practicing the full workload um this entire season he still was limited in, in some of the drills but definitely he it was the most active he, he had been in practice through the season and I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's him just finally starting to feel more like himself, or maybe the part of it also was, you know, the offensive line played really, really well. And so some of those long developing routes that um, they've been kind of dialing back on, just because they just haven't been able to to protect, they looked a lot better in that regard. One thing that was different this game, he had a season high eight carries for forty four yards. The Panthers are three and zero when he carries it, carries it at least five times. But, you know, you and I have gone back and forth on, well, because of the shoulder, he's probably not going to have as many designed runs, which he didn't really have through the first three weeks. But he had a few. Um, I'm not sure on that last, on his rushing touchdown, yeah. the seven-yard touchdown, if that was a designed run or not. But he, he looked determined on every time he tucked that ball and ran. And he looked determined the whole game, you know, really throwing it in there with precision, looked really good. Um, but I, I do have to give a shout-out to Shula, um, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, Mike Shula. He he called a really good game. The offense looked mm-hmm. a lot smoother. Guys were open. Devin Funches had a career game, seven catches, I believe, for 70 yards. His first mm-hmm. multi-touchdown game of his career. Um, and he, he's uh, actually had cramps in the at the end of the game that's that's what they said after the game he uh, got hurt came back in had a big it was only a five yard catch on that final drive but it was big um moving moving the team more into Graham Gano's range but big game from him Kelvin coming back from an injury that knee injury thank goodness for him it wasn't another tear yeah. it was in the same knee so that was real scary for everybody um his first hundred yard receiving games since I think week two of last year against the San Francisco 49ers 104 yards four catches caught every ball that came through his way yesterday so a huge huge game for them yeah and I think I uh, uh the thing that really I really enjoyed about watching one you you, you mentioned Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches but Ed Dixon also had 62 yards. Fozzie Whitaker had 34. Like Cam was really looking for multiple, multiple guys, and that to me kind of says that he had a real command of the offense, and he was really, really, really dialed in. But the the receivers, it's funny because we think we talk all the time about the how large these guys are and their catch radius and, and things like that. But we never really, or or I hadn't seen them previously have this kind of the yards after catch like even though they're larger guys you never really or at least I don't really think of them as guys that are you know bowling people over or really making 
um, breaking a lot of tackles. I felt like they were a lot better in that regard, which, you know, things like that, if you can you know, get those plays where you're not having, you know, where you can kind of get, I don't want to call it free yardage, but that you're not that you're not having to script these plays to get every single yard that they can start making some of these plays that alleviates a lot of the pressure on your offense. Yeah, they 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 were finding open spaces. Um, it, it was something we haven't really seen at all this year. And then you know we really thought that last week would be the bounce back game where the, everything finally clicks. And that's why I was so thrown off yesterday. It's like okay, you you don't do it against the. Well, I mean, we can't call them struggling. They're on a two-game winning streak. But the Saints, you expect the Panthers to come yeah. in and do what they did yesterday. But to do it in Foxborough against New England, that's insane. And, they, I mean, they were open all game. There were a few times when Cam missed the open receiver, but he sure as heck made up for it. Going to, like you said, 22 of 29, really outplaying future Hall of Famer Tom Brady. Uh, you brought up Fozzie Whitaker. Maybe my favorite Panther... Did you watch the Muppets coming uh, growing up? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so I've shared that I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, yeah. As you can probably tell in my voice, I am a nerd anyways. But I love the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. And I, I, Kermit is probably my favorite Muppet, but then Fozzie Bear. So every yeah, time... okay. That's and, and Animal. I love Animal, too. Um, but anytime Fozzie does anything... Except for yesterday, I didn't do this because I, I wasn't on my computer. I always throw up the Fozzie Bear gif where it's him and Kermit going down the road, like going back and forth. I think it's in the first Muppet movie ever. I'll do that. And then whenever a big play happens, I just scream out, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I, I love it. I love having someone that I can relate to with, with the Muppets. It, it made my day yesterday. <laughs> This is alert. Like, yes, you're listening to Panthers Blitz and solid Muppet coverage. You're not going to get that anywhere else, folks. No. It's it's the best. I, I saw him catch it out of the backfield, go down, and I got my waka 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 in yesterday. Did you feel like speaking of uh, Fozzie being a larger part of the uh, a large part of the offense, particularly catching the ball? How'd you feel McCaffrey had been uh, has been used last game because his numbers were down. He was still a, a, a member of the you know did a lot of receiving, uh, had some receiving yards. I'm looking for them now. I just lost them. Well, uh, I, I'm glad you bring that up because I was yeah. after my silly little Muppets rant. Um, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna bring up McCaffrey because on that play. If you watch it, McCaffrey's somewhere in the backfield. And mm-hmm. on that play and so many other plays, it happened yesterday and it's happened a few other times, even though things haven't progressed like they did yesterday, McCaffrey is drawing so much attention that it's leaving uh-huh. so many people open. So he may not be getting the the big yardage. I mean, I know he had 100 yards receiving last week against the Saints, but... you know, he had 33 uh, in the, versus the Patriots. Oh, there it is. There you go. Um, he he it, yeah four catches thirty three yards. Three, he was thrown to six times. So you know they're trying to get him involved in the offense. But specifically on that play, he drew the attention, which left the left side completely open for Whitaker. So while he's not getting those big yards that you would expect a number eight pick to get immediately, he's opening other things for the offense. So he's he's helping, just not exactly the way you would expect. And that's more credit to to Mike Shula. You know, what I mean for Absolutely. for really. You know, call, like you said, calling a really good game, and and Cam looked to be the beneficiary of it. I mean, he had a, I think he had that pick early on, but other than that, it was a pretty clean game for him. 
It was, and uh, the the Panthers came into this game having, I think it was five guys out, three starters. Mm-hmm. Daryl Worley, um, you know my thoughts on him, still trying mm-hmm. to learn how to be a starting cornerback in the league. Thrown into the fire last year. He did not have a good game in week three against the Saints, but but he, he he's going to get better. The uh, cornerback that they acquired from the Buffalo Bills, Seymour, he started for him. He had an okay game. He was... It was kind of beat a few times, but kind of bend but don't break. I guess you kind of have to do that every week whenever you're playing the Patriots. Thomas Davis banged up. I, I joked they had half of Thomas Davis. I have to give a shout-out to Julius Peppers, who leads the team with four and a half sacks. He had two taking down Tom Brady. Looked like, uh, you know, we talk about Cam looking like circa 2015. It looked like Panthers circa 2003. With with uh, Peppers getting to the backfield and disrupting uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, like I wasn't a hundred percent sure what we would get for from out of Peppers this year. Um, I, I think I might be, maybe even said on the podcast in previous that may you know this might be a kind of akin to like a Jared Allen where he's at the tail end of his career and he could be helpful, particularly in the locker room. But you're not a hundred percent sure what you're going to get in terms of on field production. I've been wrong so far, man. He's been really, really good, and they've needed it. You know, what I mean, like they—that if there was one kind of weakness of the of the defense, I would think it would probably be in terms of just the pure pass rushing that they get off the corners. And and Peppers absolutely has been has been a, a wonderful compliment to the to the team in that regard. You mentioned the the injury report. Another guy that was on there again was Ryan Khalil. He's still suffering with that, that neck soreness or, or some sort of neck issue. Um, and Tyler Lawson, the backup has continuously played well. This might've been his best game. I mean, like that offensive line, I thought played really, really well. Uh, I think that Cam was sacked twice, but, but was, was, I thought he, they did a good job of protecting him. They did very much. So this is, I know they didn't allow any sacks in week one against San Francisco, but yeah, I'm going to talk junk about San Francisco again. It's San Francisco. This is very different. It's New England. It's actually a decent football team. So definitely the best game for him. Uh, Ryan Khalil, I'm sorry, Matt Khalil. I don't, Ryan Khalil does nothing wrong in my eyes because he's good at football. He makes movies and he's a hilarious person. His brother, on the other hand, not so great at football at times. Even though he's getting paid fifty-five million, um, he he had a very good game yesterday. Um, kept everything in check for the most part. A really big game for him to rebound from after three, well, really two, awful games. Um, but Cam had a clean pocket for most of the time on Sunday. Jonathan Stewart had his best output of of the year: fourteen carries for sixty-eight yards, and became the all-time rushing leader in Panther history. So congratulations to him beating uh, former Panthers running back D'Angelo Williams for number one on the all-time franchise leaderboard. And Cam also hit a milestone as well as the most wins for QB in franchise history. That's right. And with with the loss for the Patriots, I think that he was either going to surpass or tie, um, speaking of Tom Brady, for the most wins by a quarterback tying Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. So, Cam won in that sense, uh, kind of double win. Cam is also two and zero all time against Tom Brady. It's amazing. Like this, this the team. The, it's 
it's one thing for them to have won the game, but they won one in a shootout, which is crazy considering how how tough the how tough the offenses looked at times. And then two, they did it mainly through throwing the ball. They had uh, not counting Cam Newton's rushes, they had uh, 21 rushes between John Stewart, McCaffrey, and Demir Bird got one as well. And that was that was really just him throwing the ball around. And so he goes for a 300 yard day, does it in an incredibly accurate fashion like even if I had told you that the Panthers were going to win on Sunday I would have thought it would have been in in a much different type of game even if they had scored more uh, even if they had kind of uh, a higher scoring output I would have thought it would have been on the ground or something like that I just didn't I didn't see this the kind of shootout between uh, Tom Brady and, and, and Cam Newton absolutely agree 100% now Cam did I, I've said this and you know, I think Cam is 1,000% more effective when he can run the ball. I don't think it's going to be like in years past, but eight carries for 44 yards, I mean, that that's pretty good for any quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Cam's had more multiple times in his career, but four to- total touchdowns, uh, I think anybody will take that on any Sunday in the NFL. Um, you brought up Demir Bird. He's probably going to be out for a few weeks, broke his forearm, um, I'm not sure if they've given a timetable on that. So oh, wow. okay. another guy added to the injury list. Uh, Trey Turner also went down yeah. um, his second game in a row where he's kind of got dinged up. Uh, th- there was a play. <laughs> one of the funniest plays yesterday was I think it was a screen pass. I believe to McCaffrey and McCaffrey ran right into Trey Turner and <laughs> you don't really run into your guys like head on, but he he kind of grabbed him and sent him on his way and then laid a big block. It's just hilarious. I, I think Trey Turner is one of the most underrated guards, at, like completely in the NFL. He he's certainly one of the Panthers' best players on the offensive line, and I, I really think he gets overlooked a lot. Absolutely, and, and I don't think that any. And you're listening to to Panthers Blitz, um, available on WRLSportsFan.com. I think it's it's really really interesting watching how that offensive line is going to come together because they've had multiple injuries. You mentioned Trey Turner. We talked about Ryan Khalil. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't really understand what – I don't understand how they can have such a good – how they could have such a good game with so many kind of mis, mismatched parts out and stuff like that because usually that's one of the, the biggest things with offensive lines, the continuity. That, that needs to be there. So, guys, the offensive linemen talk all the time about knowing what guys are going to do in different situations and how it all has to be. Uh, aligned and so to watch them have success and to do so without really I mean one without starters without a pro bowl starter at that position at the center position in particular but then just generally just having guys in and out of the lineup it was it was pretty impressive it was now I'm going to switch here to probably your favorite player on the team um, Graham Gano I need to to, (laughs) I I know he's your favorite come on let's be real easily Easily, I'm getting. I'm ordering my Gano jersey now. Look, man, I I, I had talked I I had talked uh, on the on the podcast and off the podcast with you about I'm just waiting for Graham Gano to like completely explode and to implode. And I I wasn't buying the whole he's perfect through these games. He's hitting these. I was like, nope, I don't buy it. And he has proven me to be a complete fool. He is. I mean, he—he's—I mean, he's got to be the MVP of, uh, of last week's game. I mean, he wins. I mean, of yesterday's game, he, he wins the the game for them outright. I mean, that's—I don't know what to say. I was just wrong. I mean, I was just wrong. Well, now, now let me say, 
there was a point yesterday where I thought we were going to have to come in here and say, I, I'm wrong. Graham Gano really screwed up and you were right. I'm sorry. Let's trade for Harrison Butker, whatever they want, because he's the best kicker, according to a lot of Panthers players. I mean, fans. Um, but but he, he really almost did cost the game for the Panthers. Missed that extra point in the third quarter yep. on the Devin Funchess, following the Devin Funchess touchdown. That was huge. If they make that, the Panthers may not have to drive all the way down the field and rely on Gano to hit that 48-yard um, field goal that would have forced the Patriots to go for at least one two-point conversion. But but really, you know, this game ends up being a three-point game. But the Panthers led in Foxborough by 14 points in the in the second half. Um, yeah, you know th- this. Th- there was an injury in the secondary. Um, one of the backups to the backup came in Colin Jones on that final touchdown I think it was it wasn't to Edelman he's out it was so one of the other smaller receivers all the 10 tiny receivers that they have that can catch the ball in the back of the end zone but Colin Jones was lined up on him so you know Colin Jones is not the greatest safety but he's a very good special teams player but um, Tom Brady put that ball right where it needed to be was able to tie it up but that defense has all of its its parts back and it's healthy um, you know, this may not be a three-point game. They they it, it easily could have been seven, fourteen points, but you can never count out Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. No, you really, really can't. And it, even though when when Cam goes in for that score, they're up thirty to sixteen. I I was obviously elated, but there was one I never had a doubt. Like, oh no. This is this is going to still be a game. I never thought that they're gonna go go ahead and walk away with that. I was just like, nope, this is here, here it comes. Like yeah. I, I knew it was going to come. They, these, the Patriots are really like the boogeyman, and you know, what I mean, like they just—it's one of those horror flicks where you know you shoot them, Jason, all in the chest, and and <laughs> suddenly he sits up, and you're running away, and he's slowly walking, and before you know it, he's right on top of you again. Like that's just—that's who the Patriots are. Um, you can you can ask uh, Houston how they how they feel about it, or any of the litany of of teams Tom Brady has dropped off at the end of a game and to watch the Panthers have the composure on the road to be like, you know what? Yes, it is now tied. Now let's go march down the field, kick this field goal and let's get up out of here. That that's the that's the sign of a good team man. and and at the quarter mile mark of the regular season, I mean you're starting to kind of figure out the league a little bit. I mean we'll we'll talk a little bit about how how wrong some of our picks were. When in our look around the league uh, segment last uh, last week, but I mean that's kind of a good team, right? Like a team that can make get, that can go on the road and do this against, granted, a, a bad defense, but a, a great uh, a great offense in in Brady and company. Good teams find ways to win, even if it's yeah. coming back uh, to kick a game winning field goal after you probably shouldn't have to do that after a missed extra point, but right. It's just so funny yesterday how you know I followed Twitter during the whole game because I like to see Panther fans freak out. Um, how how they all went from oh my god we hate Gano we were all so right Harrison Butker was the right guy till we love Graham Gano he's the best let's sign him forever oh my god he's the savior so you can go from goat to hero in a matter of moments. Yeah. And I it, love that. I because uh, <laughs> I mean because think about it because where were we at the at the end of last week how'd you feel about this thing I, I don't know it, it was looking very bad I mean to put up only 13 points against the, the uh, New Orleans Saints at home 
you know, I, I thought they were in a downward spiral. So that's why yesterday I, I was like, what is happening? But Cam got on track. Shula called a great game. The defense bend but don't break. And, hey, you know what? At this point, honestly, at week four, I expected them to be 3-1, and one, but I didn't expect them to lose in week three and then win in week four. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's so weird because I felt the exact same way. Like, um, I think we had talked a little bit about what it what what they needed to be at at, at through four games because it, it was going to get more difficult and kind of picking up some of those easy. I don't want to say easier wins because they're all this difficult, but like picking up some of the some wins against less talented teams and beating the Forty ers and so like doing that kind of stuff because it was the thing. It was okay. The the your schedule is going to ramp up, and so you have to you have to get them get some of these early wins in because it's going to be a it's there's going to be a tough schedule. Now you look at it, they they've gone into Foxborough beating the Patriots and now you or at least I feel a lot more confident about what this team could mean. Yeah, the, I mean, let, let's be real. The Patriots are two and two. They have not yeah. looked great. Uh, they got. I wouldn't say smacked, but they certainly got embarrassed in week one getting beaten by the Chiefs. A very good team. The Chiefs probably, yeah. to me in my eyes, the best team in the NFL right now. But, you know, I wouldn't want to go into a game, I mean, a season, having been predicted that you're going to run the table. I think it was USA Today that predicted him to go 16-0. and Probably the most idiotic thing I've ever read in my life. You, you, don't, you don't pick a team to go undefeated in, in any sport. Unless it's like bowling or something. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So I think. So, that, so are you saying? Are you saying that this is more of a, us being the Patriots is cool, but that's more they're more of a name at this point in the season than they are like one of the best teams in the league. I think it's very much a mixture of both. Um, the Panthers just shocked me yesterday. Um, they, they looked so so good. They, I mean, they looked like one of the best teams in the league. Absolutely. But Patriots ranked dead last. Um, like you said, they're, I mean, they're, everybody knows the Patriots. They're the, 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 they're the defending Super Bowl champions. You expect them to win it at home every single time, um, even though they've lost twice at home, which I don't know the last time, one, that the Patriots have gone 2-2 two and two or lost two home, go, two home games this early in the season. So for me, I think it's definitely a mixture of both. But the Patriots are not what everyone expected them to be they're not going to go 16 and 0 um i mean shoot they may end up you know 12 and 4 or whatever and they very well could rebound and win the super bowl again this year but no they're not i don't think they're on the level where everybody thought they were at the beginning of the season yeah and and that's kind of i guess maybe it's that's why we should measure i guess measure our response because i because i don't want to get into the situation where like, because after the Saints game, I really thought that the Panthers were going to be in trouble, especially going to Foxborough, and then you have the game against Detroit, who's another very, very good team. Um, I was thinking, like, if you're struggling this mightily to score against, at the time, the Saints were the worst uh, defense in the league. If you're struggling this mightily against against what should be an easier defense, what are you going to do when when the competition really ramps up? You had another game against the worst defense in the league, and so now you look great you know what i mean and so i don't i'm trying to trying to temper my responses so that it it does not be you know uh running off the rails every three seconds every time they win or lose yeah it's just it's so weird it's it's a polar opposite of where our minds were last week 
Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, this team is really, really in trouble. And then they they go up to Foxborough and win, which doesn't happen often. Um, it's very strange. It it next week will be even more interesting. You know, you know, we don't, like you said, we don't want this back and forth. Who who are the Panthers? Um, I, yeah. I, I think that. In one way or the other, there needs to be some type of consistency because it'll make it easier on them and certainly on us. So it looks like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would 100% be nice. Uh, the Panthers go to, they stay on the road, go to Detroit, play the Detroit Lions, who are also 3-1. and one. They eked out a win against their rival, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, yesterday. I believe it was 14-7. to seven. So that's going to be a test. We're going to have that on Thursday. You mentioned the picks that we made last week, our, our look around the league. Um, you're listening to the Panthers Blitz. You can find us on WRALsportsfan.com. Well, Brendan, I, I won. I'll just say that. <laughs> I beat you. I didn't expect that. I, let's see. I finished 10-5, and five and you finished 8-7. and seven. Yeah. Um, I, some of the, some of the decisions, like some of the, uh, the game's outcomes are just like, that's, that's really the craziest part about football for me is just not knowing from week to week what you're going to get out of some of these teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Houston putting up 57 points on Tennessee, Tennessee's been beating teams with, with their run game and their defense. And they just couldn't get either one of get either one of them going. Um, the Atlanta Buffalo game shocked me. I, I watched most of that game as well. Like I was, uh, it was two. T- it was several TVs going on where I was, and I just couldn't believe a team that Carolina beat earlier. You know, with in uh, speaking about the Bills, um, and the Bills are looking a lot like like one of those teams that you didn't know was going to be good. It looks like the Bills might legitimately be good. They're first right now in the AFC East. Um, with the three and one record, like it's just it's kind of shocking, right? Now that is weird. Buffalo yeah. th- leading the uh, AFC East. That's uh, yeah. That's and, it, I mean, and the Jets. Yeah, and, the and, Jets and, are and two the, and two. Yeah, I was about to say the Jets are two and two. Like what? What in the entire world? Like I don't. I don't. Uh, it's so peculiar to to think that you know. They, like, like I don't think the Bills will win that division. No, but. That's, I mean, that's kind of shocking, right? Well, see, that's why you know everybody's really amped up, and and you you should be if you beat the Patriots in general, but especially beating them at home, um, and in the fashion the Panthers did. But there were some fluky things that happened all over the league, like like you said, Buffalo beating Atlanta in Atlanta. I think Buffalo is going to have a decent year, but you know, going into the into the week, Atlanta probably one and two with Kansas City for top team in the league. Um, you just you never know you know the phrase anything can happen on any given sunday it's true especially you know really in any any football scenario but especially in the nfl so at the quarter mile mark what do you think about the the panthers like if you were if you had to describe kind of the panthers in a, in a short form like how, what, what, what how would you do so uh in one word inconsistent mm, yeah that's why i i mean I, you go from, oh my God, they're going to tank and be awful to complete um, happiness and shock and wow, okay, this team can really, really be good in a matter of two weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Because like, if I were to describe them in one word, it'd be like good question mark. Like you know that's I mean? like, fair. I like I, that. I, I, that's better. <laughs> I think. I think. I think this. I think the team's good. I. I think so. 
um, I would like to see some consistency on offense, particularly. Uh, I don't suspect that Cam's going to go for 300 yards and have four total touchdowns every single game. But, like, I also wouldn't expect him to be, you know, missing wide-open receivers and, you know, kind of doing some of the stuff that he was doing previously. Uh, so, I mean, and part of this also might be the fact that not only is he getting healthier, but maybe he's starting to under, you know, kind of like last game was his first game without Greg Olson. And so I'm sure that that's a huge, taking away that security blanket, I'm sure has a huge, a huge effect on a quarterback. So, I mean, maybe part of, part of, uh, in particular the New Orleans game, the struggles were, Hey, he just, he's just not, he's just not accustomed and hasn't adjusted yet. Yeah, and a huge point that you brought up that I was going to bring up as well was Cam actually had, I think it was a full week of practice. Um, yeah. He, he just looked so clean, so crisp, was able to run into the end zone. Also, after the touchdown, Cam had a new celebration, an interesting uh, celebration, kind of in response to what's been happening in the NFL. And uh, this is what he had to say about it after the game. Well, it's, it's it was to, sign- to signify, you know, um, you know, black power. Uh, but more importantly, you know, I, I, I pray every night for, you know, God to give me a pinnacle to give people hope. You know, so I, I, I did it to raise, you know, to, to, to show, you know, black pride because I am an African-American. Uh, but more or less, I want all people to just see when I played, I wanted them to see the joy, you know, that I, that I um, you know, go out there and play with. Yeah, and he's he, he's it's been interesting watching Cam Newton, and particularly on race because he came in uh, came into the league and and kind of was hit not a chip on his shoulder, but very very proud of his heritage, very proud of his, of his father, and and so he had he, he had come in with a lot of kind of bravado about you know you hadn't seen anything like me before, and I know that's going to ruffle some feathers. I'm paraphrasing, but I know it's going to ruffle some feathers, but you know kind of get used to it. I'm here. And then he, particularly kind of after the Super Bowl, kind of hit a 180 a lot on, you know, kind of talking down race. He had the famous, you know, quote about, um, my, you know, your skin's only an eighth of an inch deep, so it shouldn't matter. We're all, you know, kind of we're all the unity thing. And so now you're seeing that kind of reverse all the way back again. It's just been, just as a, as a black fan of, 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 the Carolina Panthers and obviously Cam Newton. It's just been really kind of peculiar to watch himself. And look, some of this is just um, people trying to find their own voice and trying to trying to you know stand up on their own two feet. Like these are these are men that are uh, still young people and still trying to find their voice in, in regards to a lot of this stuff. So I think I've been hard on him in the past because I I, I didn't particularly like the lukewarm waffling language, but I, I guess I do have to understand. Uh, that he's still he's still a young man is still trying to find himself in that regard it has been interesting to see his response throughout his career to different things i love a good cam newton press conference because of oh, his, yeah. his oh, camism yeah, yeah. like i think he said yeah. i think he said pinnacle but yeah it was yeah, not yeah, yeah he that and pedestal he uses yeah. but all the time it's not it's not right but nope. i love it nope I love no, it. I mean, he does it. He there is nobody that's going to give you like you could legitimately just play clip after clip after clip of him just saying things like you know where he's going, but he's just somewhere in the middle. You he'll hit a you know he'll he'll detour, and you're like, Cam, that's not. I don't think that's I don't think that's what you meant. Man. Never, uh, never, like, change, <laughs> never change. Never change. It's never it's never going to change. And it's been it was interesting watching just in general 
that whole thing play out with the Carolina Panthers in regard to protesting if they're not going to protest because they, they had a meeting with Jerry Richardson and kind of he there was there was some talk about allowing protest like how, how what the repercussions would be of a player that protested there was some conversation particularly around Captain uh, Munderland who had just who had talked about not not feeling. I guess comfortable doing it because he wasn't sure how uh, the owner would, the owner of the the fo- football team would respond, and yeah, so it's it, it's like we mentioned it last week. It's become kind of muddled in in a in a direct uh, kind of um, I get direct response to uh, President Trump's calling them SOBs. Like that seems to be a, a lot of what sparked. It's not necessarily the same genesis as. Colin Kaepernick's protest was pretty well specific about police brutality in, in the African-American community. It seems like now more than ever, people are, are just working their disappointment at President Trump himself, mostly because of the, the personal attack um, or they, that they felt. I think Marshawn Lynch had a Trump versus everybody. Or I saw everybody that. Versus Trump. I loved it. Uh, loved it. <laughs> yeah, Big it was, fan. It was, I think I might have to get that. Very, very classic Marshawn Lynch, very chill, just kind of walked in, did his thing, and, and didn't say anything about. It. But like that's 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 where we are right now. Like, in you know, it, you want to bring politics out of, you want to take sports, uh, take politics out of sports, but it just seems like that's not a realistic, that's just not a realistic thing, especially in, in particular here because it is getting commented on by you know a person in the Oval Office. So like you can't really you can't really avoid one another. Like it's it's interesting watching. Um, the sports coverage from non-traditional sports places um, talk about these things where you 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 know there's been a lot of talk about ESPN and 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 how it's you know too much too politicized but now you're going into you know the View or whatever and they're and they're talking about uh, you know uh, Marshawn Lynch and 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 the Seattle Seahawks and like just the whole thing has just been fascinating to watch. The NFL is uh, in a very strange place, like you said, right now politically. Very different than what we've seen in, in definitely several years. Um, I'm usually a hashtag stick to sports guy, but I think especially on a day like today, we need to go outside of the sports realm for a minute to kind of talk about what happened in Las Vegas last night. Um, a horrific scene, 50 people killed, at least 50 people, over 100 wounded. I think it's, it was Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, uh, off the Vegas Strip, a gunman and 30 36, something like that, um, floor of a hotel shot down uh, into a concert, killed a lot of people. Um, Horrific, horrific thing to see. Um, So I'm definitely sending my prayers out to the victims and the victim's family. And so whoever you pray to, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I mean, it was was such a deadly shooting. They're calling it the deadliest in in modern history on American soil. And I mean, there's, I don't, I mean, you you feel kind of powerless because those people were just at a concert, you know. What I mean, like there's there was nothing in particular going on, just enjoying themselves, and and suddenly, you know, a lot of them aren't coming home today. And I just, I, it senseless is obviously kind of a word that comes to your comes to mind, but it's just it's just scary and just uh, really heartbreaking. It's one of those things that I know for me, I you know, like you always remember nine eleven. I'm not saying this is the same thing at all but it's one of those things in your life that you'll always remember where you were and how you felt about it i i was up until 3 a.m last night so i always check my my twitter feed before i go to bed and i saw that and it was still kind of developing and i've seen some of the videos and it, it was just it was horrific i i you know shooting into a, 
a pretty much a field with no cover and it's like you know what do you do yeah. it's uh like you said a senseless act and uh like we said prayers to all of those people the victims and the victims families um and hopefully somehow you know those things just keep happening hopefully we can find a way to limit those here in america and around the world uh, we will be back on thursday panthers play the detroit lions in detroit at one o'clock on sunday we will have a full preview of that we might have to have a cameo by m shelton our favorite producer over here oh, at 999 yeah, the fan well he's on buzz sports radio but uh m shelton is one of our boys absolutely and he has been super pumped for this detroit Lions season as he should be because they look great and they're a hair hair away from being an undefeated team they are they probably should be that uh, late call against the falcons kind of yeah that was that was a uh, unfortunate event. Uh, it doesn't get any easier for the Panthers after the Lions. They uh, do come back home against the Philadelphia Eagles. That will be a Thursday night game at eight twenty five nationally televised. Panthers historically don't do very well on national television, but uh, hopefully for them they can come back home and have a good showing. But our attention, of course, will go first to the Detroit Lions. That'll be a fun game to break down. Brendan, I hope you can get home soon at some point Absolutely. from Savannah, or you may want to stay in Savannah. I know you probably had a really good time at the wedding you were at. I've never been into Savannah, but I hear you can have fun and sometimes too much fun. <laughs> a little bit of that can occasionally occur too. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of Panthers Blitz. The Panthers 33-30 victors over the defending Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, get a recap of the Panthers' big win in Foxborough. For Brendan Witted, I'm John Stout. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Panthers Blitz podcast. WRALsportsfan.com's John Stout. Next week, you'll hear the latest happenings with Carolina Panthers football. The previews, the game recaps, stats, stories, and special guests. Don't forget that you can listen or download this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and in the iTunes and Google Play stores.